This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe. New outside bar, now open on match days. And a very well welcome to the Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough, and with me on the line, first of all, we have Mr. Marriott. James E. Hobby, now that I'm you. I'm pretty good. Before we go any further, can we talk about Fulham at home? <laughs> Yay! Yes. I had to get it in there. It's done now. We can forget about it. <laughs> uh, as you heard on the line, Mr. Fudge, how the devil are you, oh boy? I'm all right. Uh, apologies if there's any background noise you can hear for the first part of this podcast. Uh, I'm taking a lovely walk through a park and there's a, uh, there's a circus next to it. So uh, 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 as it stands right now, I'm not the only odd one out around here. You're <laughs> taking a walk in a park at sort of half past nine in the evening. Do you have a grey mac on? <laughs> <laughs> no, not one of them walks. That's, that's not uh, my Wednesday night thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Mr. Davies, how the W you all been? I'm really well, thank you very much. I'm just um if you tuned in a couple of weeks ago I was in France, you you, you knew I was a, a little worse for wear on French cider. Well I'm starting on French cider again tonight, so <laughs> we'll see how we go on throughout the pod. All sorts of bad things could happen. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, our sausage fest is once again broken. Victoria, my darling, how the W you? Oh, I love a good sausage fest, my lord. <laughs> I'm know. all right, are you? We've seen the videos, my sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were in them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud to be as well. Um, right then, ladies and gentlemen, let's crack on, shall we? Because it is a very, very exciting podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, the Wednesdays have uh, popped into the playoffs for the season. Hey! What is this? Brilliant. Now, let's be honest. Perfectly, perfectly honest. If we have uh, had this conversation two months ago, would you guys be confident we were we would get into the playoffs at that point? No, 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no wit to retort to that. Just a big fat no on that one, I'm afraid. It, it must be said, Fudge, that you have been a little bit sceptical of uh, the ones of this season, but are you starting to feel it all, boy? Are you starting to get that? Sceptical? He's been a dick. He's been a right <laughs> knob for the last month. Oh, we're back again. <laughs> oh, like, Fudge, Fudge has PMT, but rather than just having like a week out of every month, he just puts them all together at the end of the football season. <laughs> no, I tell you what it is, it's one of them. I can't change my attitude. I'm a superstitious type, James, you see. You know what I mean? So if I start, if I stop slacking everybody off, then you never know what's going to happen. They might go, it's all right, Fudge is off our back. We can let, take our foot off the gas a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Kieran Westwood is sat listening to this right now and goes, do you know what? If Dan Fudge says we're all right, then we're all right. I'm not going to worry. I'll not <laughs> yeah, even put are. my gloves on. I'm with, you see, I'm with Fudge, I'm superstitious too. It's like it's like singing play, songs about places in London before you actually get there. Yeah. The only time to sing those songs is when you're actually there. That's that's my superstition. To be fair, is you it, went is... to the old git points as well at this point, haven't you, Richie Albin? Last, last couple of weeks, you've uh, you've had a little moan in there. Yeah, I like a little moan every now and then. <laughs> is that on the uh, the Sausage Fest videos, Albin? That's on there too, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So but, uh, that's me. <laughs> I think we've all had our own worries about this, haven't we? But it has to be said, it has all come good. Our place is now secured and we can have a lovely final match um, at the end of the season, can't we? Uh, but before we have a little waffle about that, let's have a little chat about the Ipswich game as well. Because although the scoreline was slight, the game, I thought, was uh, all Wednesday, wasn't it? It, if it was a boxing match, it would have been stopped a heck of a lot earlier than, <laughs> uh, than 90 minutes, particularly the second half. Um, it was almost embarrassing. Like It was just wave after wave after wave. Ipswich offered nothing at all. And I, I, I was really concerned about that game because I thought you know, he'd rested something like nine players or something when they played Rotherham. Um, and I thought, yeah, it's Mick McCarthy. He's he's really going to go out to uh, all out to to try and you know disrupt our path to the playoffs. Um, and maybe he did. And maybe they're just really crap. Maybe that's the problem. The Ipswich just really are rubbish because <laughs> they um, they offered very very little. Um, and the the scoreline should have been a, a heck of a lot higher. It was just a combination of a bit of luck. The fact that they put a lot of men behind the ball, um, and whatever, it, it doesn't matter, does it? You know, one one goal did the trick. Um, I was questioning whether or not it was going to come when that Ross Wallace shot comes, you know, rebounding off the post and almost the front uh, across the front of the goal. You just start to wonder, God, is this going to happen? Um, but you know, cometh the hour, cometh the man, Kieran Lee. Oh, <laughs> James, I've got to ask because, like, I wasn't there. I listened to it on wireless, and it sounded like, and I have to say, I've not been, I've been one of his biggest critics this season. But it sounded like Barry Bannon had a chuffing, brilliant game. Is that he, right? Yeah, man of the match uh, for me by mile. He was everywhere, and he was brilliant, um, and he ran the midfield. And um, I, I don't know if it's something to do with Kieran Lee playing there as well, whether or not it gives him confidence. Um, I don't know what what that effect is, but uh, well, it was like the Bannon of old. He was he was running Barry the show, and, and he was he was everywhere. He was everywhere. See, it's funny you say that because they interviewed him the other night on Football Heaven. Um, it just so happened I caught it on the drive home. I don't often listen during the week for um, many obvious reasons, but 
apparently, like, they interviewed him and they were saying, oh, how do you feel with Kieran Lee back? And he actually didn't sound happy about the whole situation. He was like, oh, he's our best player and, you know, he's, he's so underrated though, he? and whatever. He was like, but... You know, I just I get I have to play defensive and blah, and he sounded quite miserable about it. And I was thinking, oh God, like what's Saturday going to bring? But actually, it sounded like he had a brilliant game. Come on, Vic. Me and you have interviewed Barry Bannon. What's it like you having your parents watch you at every game? Barry is like, uh, uh, it's all right, yeah. So it is. Uh, that's Irish, isn't it? <laughs> Shit. Edit that out. <laughs> I'm going to say Irish. I didn't hear. <laughs> yeah, but you are Irish, James. Don't forget. So I am Irish for a day. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, Bannon was top-notch, top-notch. To be fair, everyone was. Everyone had a good game. There wasn't anyone that played um, even remotely badly. You know, everyone looked uh, looked really good and it was a really good team performance. It's a shame it wasn't 8-0 because, um, you know, I think we'd have come away feeling quite justified at that. 1-0 makes it look like it was a close game and it, it really wasn't. What? So so all them chances and we've only come away 1-0? Bloody rubbish! Bloody rubbish! <laughs> rubbish. There we go. I'm just lining it up for you now, Fudge. <laughs> yeah, you Who's line them up, up, I'll swing them out of the park. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I, I do need to mention as well, um, obviously watching the game back as I did, I thought um, Tom Lee's had a cracking game as well. Everything that came into that box, every every Harry one, everything, he just, oh, it, was, it was brilliant. And it, we've not mentioned him a huge amount this season, have we? Obviously, had that, that tremendous season where everybody noticed everything he does. Then he had a, a bit of an iffy spell. But the last couple of games, I think he's just been immense, hasn't he? He's he's another player, isn't he? That is is back to uh, the player that we know and, and love. And um, he's, I mean, it's rare that Tom Lee's has an off day, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm trying to think back if there's been any games this season where he's been a little bit iffy, and I'm I'm kind of struggling to be honest. Um, you know, he's he's our rock, isn't he? And um, you know, I would be surprised if he's not, you know, the the future club captain. Um, and I think he's he's really turning into um, a leader on the pitch as well. And you you're dead right. He was he was phenomenal again on on Saturday, um, as as everyone was really. And like I say, it's, it's it, it feels wrong kind of picking out one one person or two people for praise because everyone was uh, was really good. Has anybody noticed just how hench Tom Lees has got by the way over the last six months? <laughs> I, his arms are as big as my bloody legs. I'm, I'm pretty sure when we signed him, he was one of them. Skinny, skinny-looking kids. You know, that look like he'd sell you pegs in a pub. You know what I mean? But then, <laughs> and then no, he, he just seems. It, it's like him and Jose Semedo just do nothing else but just do do arm day. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I've got a right arm like his. My left's nothing, nowhere close. But oh, my right arm. That's all them Richard. sausage fest videos, Rich. <laughs> my my theory is that Tom Lee's has um, eaten Lewis McGugan, and that's why uh, he's nowhere near the team. <laughs> He just got <laughs> it was a bit peckish in pre-season and he's eaten him and that's, you know, he's put on a bit of do weight. Think, like, do you reckon they've run out of weights at Middlewood Road and just given him, like, Irby Emanuelson for one arm <laughs> and, like, Sugu for the other? Is, uh, Sugu's not there. He's <laughs> that's what they want you to think, Rich. <laughs> just check your Snapchat. You'll be able to see wherever gonna, he is. I'm going to say check, it, check in his Snapchat and his Instagram. He's all over the shop. Always, always somewhere warm. <laughs> Of course, we can't talk about a football match without talking about at least one fantastic save that Westwood has done, and this one was no exception, was it? It was a wonderful double-punch diving marvellousness that wouldn't have been out of place on Street Fighter. I thought it was a fantastic save, yet again, from Mr Westwood. Are we going to get through a game where he doesn't just save our bacon? Come on, hang on, hang on. You've got to be fair here. It was a dead simple routine save. He just made it look super dramatic by punching it. 
He barely had to move to get to that ball. He could have caught that dead easy. No, he couldn't. He needed a double punch super save. I'm going to keep saying double punch because it just it's lovely. I like it. <laughs> James, are you taking notes out of my book here? Are you uh, <laughs> are you being the Dan Fudge of the episode? Is that what you're doing? So have I just stolen one of the things that you were going to talk about there? I bet you were going to do well, it a yeah. different way, though, don't you? Rather than yeah, me, I, yeah, I, I just you know, nonchalantly point out, well, he probably could have caught it. You'd be, bloody Westwood, bloody rubbish. <laughs> Not catch it. If that had fallen to one of those players and we'd have lost that game, it'd be his fault. I'd be docking uh, him a week's yeah. wages for that. I think what I've, what I've got written here is uh, one fuck cameras, is what I've written. Yeah. <laughs> and rightly so, he deserves to have a couple for the cameras, bless him. He's been an absolute superstar. Uh, we've seen various sort of uh, um, Twitter and online groups giving Mr. Westwood a player of the, the year as well, which obviously uh, will come onto a little bit later too, and, and bloody well deserved as well, absolutely. Um, does have to be said that Mick McCarthy, until that game, had never lost uh, whilst managing a club against Wednesday. 14 meetings we've had against that lovely professional Yorkshireman, to uh, coin a frame from Fudge. And um, I think he was uh, probably a little bit shocked, wasn't he? I, did he do a post-match interview? I didn't really listen to it. He did a post-match interview where he, he said he, something along the lines of... Was he a bit grumpy and a bit groany? And... Did he, did he speak at an octave that only dogs could hear? <laughs> It was a little bit mick about the whole thing. He essentially apologised that they hadn't entertained their fans for the whole season, etc, etc, etc. All the rest of the usual nonsense. But while we are sort of uh, getting rid of the hoodoos that uh, Wednesday do do so well, um, again, that was the sixth straight win in a row, which has not happened for 24 years, boys and girls. We've been getting some of our nemesis. 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 Thank you, guys. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Dar- Darby, yeah. Warnock, McCarthy. We've Absolutely. Had a, we've done more recently, haven't we? So. Do you know, yeah. do you know why? Yeah, yeah. I, I know why. I can tell you the reason why now. Uh, I, I've got to hold my hand up because, you know, if we'd have messed up the playoffs, it would be my fault. Because earlier um, this season, I, I bought two new pairs of trainers and I wore them to a few games and we didn't win any of them. Uh, and I went back to the trainers that I wore last year and we've won six in a row since I went back to last season's trainers. <laughs> so it would have been my fault if we'd have messed things up. However, the flip side of that is it's completely and utterly down to me that we're in the playoffs. There is that. What All credit to me. Haven't you got some lucky pants as well, James? Didn't you wear them in a the running last year? Was it, was uh, it you? Was yeah, that's else? got nothing to do with luck. I, I yeah, just did it. Yeah, that's a different kind of pattern. What trainers did you have on at Wembley, though, Jammers? Oh, I can't remember that. Yeah, you can't remember much of the day, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we talking about? We still recording? Just talking about mentioning my controversial theory. Oh, I didn't want to say on the pod because I will get lambasted for this, but I'm happy to say it now. So, you've got sugar cubes, right? And you're piling up your sugar cubes and you're balancing them one on top of the other. At Are you balancing point, them on a cat's foot? If you'd like me to, yeah. I saw, a, I saw a video on Facebook today that was somebody balancing sugar cubes on a cat's foot. <laughs> so when somebody says balancing sugar cubes, I've just got a cat sat there with a very erect foot. Okay, and, so I've got... And Dan brown or white sugar? Uh, white. Right. Are they are they you them artisan work. ones or them really square ones? Do you ones? want to listen to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
just saying, right? We've I'd like to have a brown one. Oh, Jesus. Do you know what? <laughs> they, they don't effervesce, though. You just end up, you know, once you finish your brew, it's just sat there at the bottom, bloody crap. You just look nicer, don't you, know, you know. Well, you know, Victoria, my darling. Sorry, Vic, what are we talking about? I was just saying, right, we've won that many games on the bounce the first time in however many years. Is it 20 years nearly now, 16 years, something like that? 24 years, right? So before I was born was the last time we won this many games on the trot. Is anyone not getting a little bit nervous about that? Because I'm starting to feel like if we're piling up these sugar cubes in a tower, it's starting to sway. And I almost feel like, do, do we not want to just draw on Sunday just so we've broken that and we can start piling the sugar cubes again? I don't know. As, I don't know if that's me. I'm just, I, it worries Vic, me. It worries me that we're at that level. It just turns Vic, into I, a... I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Seven oh, wins on the bounce. <laughs> yeah, in it, in it. Seven, seven wins, and then another Terrible. one to, to you know Terrible. to make sure we get there. Then one at uh, then one at Wembley. That could be that's potentially nine wins we're asking of our team. And I think, you know, it is a big ask. It's more however, than that, isn't it? it's more than yeah. that now. However, ten wins. Ten wins. However, I believe that the last game means shit all to the next game. Unless, do you know what I mean? Like, what difference does it make that we've won six on the bounce? I mean, it's just a no, figure. It's just I a know. number bouncing around. It's yeah. do you know what I mean? It's just, I it feel is. like seven is so high that can we possibly reach? Because in theory, we need to hit 11, don't we, to get to the Premier League. No. It's got to be another four. But we don't, yeah. do we? Because we, we can easily afford to draw the away leg in the in the playoffs. Well, yeah, and, all right, and win all right. the home well, legs. So all we need to do is win, win one more, win the seventh one, and that guarantees that we've got an away leg Fulham first in the playoffs. So we've got Fulham first, right? Yeah, win that. So win that, yeah. <laughs> and then we can afford to oh. have the draw in the next game. But I'd rather. I think I'd rather. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Can't, I can't. I, ne- I need to remind you at this point of 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 the the stat from a year ago. Uh, when um, and you know you 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 all you all kicked off at me for this, but I pointed out that no team has won promotion in the playoffs from the Championship to the Premier League, uh, having uh, lost or not won their last game of the regular season, uh, and that's why I kicked off mm. about all the changes we made at, at Wolves last year, and we lost and we didn't get promoted. <laughs> Um, so I will, I will make the same point this time around that uh, for for reasons of momentum, it's dead important that we, um, you know, that we do the business on Saturday. Is. I do. I th- I'm with James. I'm just so nervous about it. I just feel like it's swaying a bit, and it's like it doesn't matter. Can it's we just, keep it up? I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it, I agree with James to an extent. I do. I agree with you, James. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm all about team James. Momentum. Team James. I, team James. I, team let, James. Let's not go crazy. However. <laughs> However, um, we uh, it, had this been two or three years ago before Cancerian, before the way Carlos runs his team, um, I'd have been lambasting because I'm not a big fan of international breaks, especially when you hit a bit of form and then international break kicks in. Mm-hmm. Since Carlos has come in, international breaks seem to have done better for us. Even when they've broken up our momentum a little bit, because of the fast-paced nature and the way we play football and the focus on fitness that we have as a team, I think resting a couple of players against Fulham will be able to give, you know, a couple of the players, not 10, look at Huddersfield, but a few of the players, mm-hmm. um, um, their own 
international break, as it were, a week off in order to get in the gym and get running, get on the cardio, that sort of thing, rest any little knocks, any little niggles they've got, and then start again and give them their own mini international break. What do you reckon? I, I think any more than two changes and we'll get fine with a bloody um, football league, won't we? So I, I think we need to go for it. Just just play our, play our normal game like we need to win it next. We get three points. Because surely, if you, if you think about where we... If we finish between third and fifth... Might be a million quid as well in, in kind of finishing um, prizes. So yeah, it could be worth quite a bit of money. Though, isn't it, that's only that. Jordan Rhodes' left foot, isn't it? That's <laughs> nice. That. Um, we, we probably need to address the, the slight elephant in the room on this subject, which is could it actually be to our advantage to not win on Sunday? Because chances are, if we win on Sunday, then we're going to be playing Fulham again in the playoff semi-final because if we beat them they'd definitely finish sixth I think they could only finish sixth anyway can't they I don't think they could finish yeah, they, they, anywhere yeah. other than sixth so if we win chances are we're going to finish third or there's a very good chance that we'll finish third and therefore be playing Fulham in the semi-finals now I've you know me and my mates have talked a lot about this in uh, particularly in the car on the way back from Ipswich uh, and we said that we fancy our chances of beating Fulham in a single game on a neutral ground more than we fancy our chances of beating Fulham over two legs uh, you know, we, we might have to accept the fact that we're probably going to have to beat them if we're going to get promoted, um, either in the semis or in the final. But I'd rather it be in the final. Well, oh, I'm it's not. just all a bit much, isn't it? It's just it's making me go a bit antsy. I'm I getting think... a bit scratchy. Oh, <laughs> a bit scratchy. Surely, surely finishing fourth and playing <laughs> Huddersfield in the semis own. is better oh. for us. A bit oh. scratchy. There's a cream you can have for that. It's called Vermigil. And, uh, <laughs> is it, where's he playing these days? <laughs> Preston, I think. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I agree with you, James, because I, like I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to play a London team in London. I'd rather have, like, I'd rather have, if I had the choice, Huddersfield down in Wembley, because they've got no idea what it's like. They, you know, they won't have a bloody clue what Wembley's like, especially their fans. And you know what ours are like? We'll batter them. That, we've spanked Huddersfield twice already this season. They won in a playoff final. Um, about five years ago. Now, what was that to get out of Vanarama? Buggerham? No, that, that, that was to get out of League One, I believe, out of the pub league. Nah, Sodom. Sodom. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have Huddersfield that we've beat twice already. Um, whatever, whatever we're worrying about, we've got to beat so, any of them. But so who, who, do you, who do you want in the semis then? Uh, Reading. So you want Reading in the semis? I don't, can that even happen? I suppose it can, I, can't I, it? I, we, yeah, I think, I think win, third, fourth, and fifth finish, are all. Yeah. All right. So Reading in the semis. So you think that Huddersfield, who lost what was it, four-one at home to Fulham a couple of weeks ago, yeah. you think that they could beat Fulham in the playoff semis? I reckon they'll, they'll do a big part of the bus job on them. That Wagner at Fulham has done a hell of a job down there, and I would rather have Huddersfield, it, not Wagner at Fulham, Wagner at Huddersfield has done a hell of a job there, and I would rather have them at Wembley and have Reading in the. Um, Reading in the semis because Reading, even at home, played very negative football, and yes, we, we were there, weren't we? And they yeah. played, and we beat, we lost two one. Now, if you think back to that game, they only had about four shots on goal, and we were absolutely, especially that last ten yeah. minutes, we were camped in their half, which is even at their own ground, even in their own backyard, they're still they still play anti football. And if yeah. you look at in terms of the form over April. I'd rather go there than Fulham. Honestly, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with How you on you, that. I, I just, I, I can't 
um, move away from this kind of theory in my mind that in order to get to the Premier League, we're going to have to beat Fulham. Doesn't matter. Yeah, think, the thing is, think... the, the difference between this Wednesday team now and that Wednesday team then was at that point we had a lot of injury problems. Carlos was stringing people together maybe where they shouldn't be. We spoke on the podcast lots and lots of times about teams parking the bus and all that kind of nonsense, which is, is what Mick tried to do again on Saturday. But we've now got those players back. We've now got Kieran Lee back, and we saw what what happens when Kieran Lee's in the team. He he breaks down with Barry Bannon, that, that parking the bus element of it. He, he runs through goals. That goal he scored, he, he hardly even touched the ball. It's that brilliant Kieran Lee finish that he does. You don't even realise he's there. Nobody even realised he kicked the damn thing because he just carried on running. It's brilliant at that kind of thing. And now Carlos... Sorry, uh, yeah. now Carlos has got these options again. It doesn't matter who we play because Carlos has got all the tactics. He's got all his playbook that he can go at now, and he didn't have that early on in the season. Lord H, I'm completely with you. I, I, I think we're reading far too much in who, where, where, when. All we've got to make sure is that Wednesday turn up, we play well, we we win, kind of you know draw if we need to. I'd rather go for the win each time. Just four four wins. That's all we need between now and now and the end of the season. And I think the thing is as well, semi-final games are not like your regular league game, are they? You know, it is. It's almost like a derby every time because everyone's up for it. And we've just we, we've got to we can't look over our shoulder now. We don't need to because the worst we can finish is fifth. That is the absolute worst, which is just unbelievable. So, so hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Out of well, the five uh, of us, me and James are agreeing that there needs to be some guy we're trying to pick, and you, and you three are saying. That whatever. We've just got to win it, haven't we? We've just got to win. Or draw on Sunday (laughs) and then win the next three. Nobody can come to a semi-final and part the bus. Not in the first leg. And that's that's exactly what we want. People people that do part the bus, yes, we have struggled, but we now have tactics to get around that now Kieran Lee's back in the team again. But they can't do that on a semi-final. Everybody's got to come at us. If they want to win, they've got to come at us. And that plays directly into our hands, which Correct. is yes. chuffing fantastic. Yes, I agree. So, I think, I think come what may, we'll batter the chuffers, whoever they are. <laughs> I mean, what we've got, and, and, and what we are not forgetting, but just seem to be forgetting by a lot of the media, is that we are the form team. Everybody's banging yeah. on about Fulham because they've snuck yeah. in the back door. Fulham must be sat going, shit, have you seen how many Sheffield mm-hmm. Wednesday have got? I do not fancy them right now. And there's there's a little Fulham podcast in, in a cottage somewhere or a shed <laughs> where they're sat there going, oh, my my old governor, I can't believe we might have Sheffield Wednesday this week and any week after. Oh, my God. Oh. Do you think they'll be eating jelly deals while they're, while they're yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Cotton that's on that podcast? Yeah, I, I've got, I've, I've literally, I've got, I've got two Cockney voices. One of them's Doc Cotton, and I think the other one's Albert Steptoe. Where, it, you, know, you know, you know, him and his son go, "Who's that's the old man?" Harold, it's the same voice as Doc Cotton, but it's a bit. But, but I mean, looking back at obviously, as you mentioned there, I, mean, I think it's great that we, we sort of fly under the radar. We did it last season. Nobody saw us coming and, and we sort of glided into playoffs. Yes, obviously, the ending wasn't what we wanted, but it, it came and it went. And this is exactly the same. There was a cracking tweet by uh, by friend of the show, Lewis Shackshaft, um, at cracking for stats as well. Um, and at the moment, Wednesday are actually um, joint top in the world for form on there, in the entire chuffing world. Which is incredible, and so let them blab about Fulham. Who, I don't who, care. who we joined up with? Uh, if you want me to find the tweet, bear me a second or two. 
Uh, no, I'm not going to. So there's lots and lots and lots of teams. Uh, I think there's about nine, actually, if I'm perfectly honest. But we are joint top with nine other teams in the entire world on the world form table at the moment. So let them flap the gums about Fulham. I don't care. Let us fly under the radar, and then we'll just hit them where it hurts when it counts. Left us. Um, just quickly, quickly dragging it back to the Ipswich game, if I may. I apologise, the boys and girls. But can we, uh, can we talk about Ipswich away? <laughs> Um, Carlos's celebrations at the end. How good was that? Seriously, oh, how can you not love I, that guy? Honestly, I had tears in my eyes. Um, and it had been, you know, it had been a fairly hard going afternoon anyway because of the fact that it looked like we weren't going to get the goal. But, you know, Leeds were screwing things up. So, it, you know, emotionally it had been a bit up and down and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously the, the, the fans always kind of do this. Whenever we win, they try and get the... Uh, the players to do the thing where they fling their arms up in the air, but it's only really um, Dave who who does it, and and he didn't feature on Saturday. And you could hear some fans trying to do it again, and the players were kind of walking off, and then Carlos just comes, you know, kind of marching up, and it was just it was pure emotion from him. Um, and I I think that he would still be doing that now if the fans had have carried on. <laughs> you know, he it was a good kind of ten times or something, wasn't it? That if, if My favourite thing here, about that, James, was him. I screenshotted the the Sheffield Starlight uploaded a video of that that was from the crowd, and um, I, I screenshotted because someone at the bottom who was like Chris S U F C Forebs or whatever, but he's only copying Wilder. It's like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> and and that 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 sort of porn she did at the end when he could he, he, just like the whole thing just flowed out of him into the. Oh, I'm sorry, but if anybody's listening to this and is still. Going about Carlos out, you you need your bumps felt. You really, really do. There's, there's something wrong. With uh, 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 Lord H, I've just found your, your tweet from Louis. Uh, and we're 10th in the table. Joint 10th? No, just 10th. <laughs> Sorry to piss, well on. Have, Sorry to piss well, on your chips. It may well have changed since Louis sent the tweet. Probably. Oh, but if you look at the tweet that Lewis sent, um, then at that point, we were joint top in the... I'll retweet it now so everybody can see it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You're turning into fudge, you. What the chuffing hell's wrong with you? We're trying to get everybody going for the playoff finals. Listen, I, I, you know, I, I weren't going to bring this up until the end, but do you think, and, I, and I've not got any opinion on it at, at the minute, which may shock you, but do you think Carlos would be in trouble if we don't get promoted, given the money we've spent? And the fact that we've not got any further film forward than what we did last season. Shall, shall we save that conversation for when it happens? Let's let's yeah, I'll, let's enjoy. I'll have a big rant. I'll have a big rant ready for it if, uh, if we have Let's get any... through the playoffs. <laughs> let's enjoy the ride. Let's let's enjoy I this lovely. Might, I think it might be. Shut your miserable face. Let's yeah. enjoy this <laughs> lovely honest. lovely feeling. Stop trying to spoil us being nice. Settle the playoff. Okay, we're in a wonderful position. You two, I'm sorry, I've been kept my mouth shut for the last few podcasts now. You miserable gets. Stop your moaning. Let's enjoy this. Let's just enjoy this. Team H, team H, team H, team H. I was going to say, I didn't hear your tambourine clapping away in the background there, <laughs> Here's a question. Where would you find all of the following in one place? Chairs, tables, beer, Vic, James, more beer, Dickyow, Eddie, more beer, and the rest of the Wednesday week gang. That's right, it's the Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. All of your favourite lagers, ciders, soft drinks, and hand pump ales are now available outside. Come and see the gang and give it a try. 
Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. Now open on match days. Um, right then, ladies and gents, so let's crack on, shall we? Some Wednesday news. In fact, let's not start with Wednesday's news. Let's start with podcast news. Um, we've got a, a little bit of announcement. Fudgy or Bean, I believe you're going to be um, uh, involved oh, in the... <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I was. Oh, congratulations, Dan Fudge. Yeah. Yeah. Can I expect the pity battle of little fudges? Oh, God, that's a terrifying yeah, thing. No, no, yeah. no, 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 that's not that. Um, but I'm, not, I'm not pregnant. Do Sean's not send me any congratulations. Oh, God. I've got a belt as we speak. <laughs> uh, but what you will be doing, Fudgy, is being involved in the, the Reds Blues um, charity match. Yes, I'd like to thank Vic for this one. Um, <laughs> Hello. She tagged, she tagged me in the lineup, and uh, I think I wrote something flippant like, I'm gay for this lineup. Can I do one for the bench? And all of a sudden, I'm now in a Facebook conversation. I'm now playing in this bloody game. Now, uh, as a result, being. Now, <laughs> regular, listeners, regular listeners to this show uh, will know that I uh, wax lyrical about my prowess at centre back at Sunday morning football. Uh, you can now, now come and witness this live. Um, <laughs> While I endeavour to make money for charity whilst not making a bit of a clown of myself. So, um, if you want to bring some gas and air, some bottles of LucasAid, uh, <laughs> if you do have a portable stretcher and one of them uh, walking <laughs> sticks that turns into a seat, please come along. <laughs> or, or equally, if anybody does want to see Fudge get nutmegged or kicked up in the air, I do know a couple of the Reds side fairly well. And we can arrange that also. <laughs> to be honest, there's a, there's a strong chance that, that Fudge will be paid next to his his his, his now well established chum, Mr. Peacock. Best and I'm, to be honest, I'm sure Mr. Peacock would rather enjoy taking it around Fudge a few yes, times as well. Please, can you imagine that? He won't. He won't. Fudge won't be able to do anything. He'll just be holding like his toiletry bag and everything <laughs> while <laughs> while Peaks does everything. Please, before you take I'm the just shot, the... Do you want me to hold your coat. Yeah, I'm just thinking there is a cracking opportunity for a photo there, isn't there? Of me just holding Lee's coat while we're something or something like yeah. that. You know I mean? <laughs> um, just for a towel to mop his brow with, that'd be absolutely amazing. Fudge. Last last year, Dan Fudge, um, you didn't make it, and Lord Hillsborough, you didn't either, but the rest of us went along and um, we all filmed a few interviews on the day and stuff, and we got some really nice stuff with Johan Folly and um, Miguel Yera, and it would be brilliant. Absolutely brilliant if me and James could interview you and Lee Peacock while you hold his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just hold his hand. Just hold, hand be great. Just hold oh, all of his stand stuff. Stand behind him. Through the interview, <laughs> he just keeps piling stuff into your hands. <laughs> <laughs> so he just can't see you anymore. If he just gets up behind some giant Tupperware. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to make you into a human buckaroo. I swear to God. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think Fudgeroo has already been Fudgeroo. <laughs> yeah. oh, but there is a, a, a more serious side to this. Of course, there is. the reason we're doing this is, is essentially to, to raise money for charity or beans. So yes, yes. If, yes. if uh, people I, want I, to I, throw some shekels into your pot, where can we do that, Colby? Well, I've only shared the link once, actually, so I, I do need to get bang on the uh, on the link sharing a bit more, if I'm honest. Um, so, yes, we're raising money for the Royal British Legion Stanichan branch. We're raising money for them. I will uh, I will tweet the link for my Just Giving, uh, because when I suggested, uh, is, is it set up on, um, on Just Giving, they didn't know what that was. And so I think I'm the only one that's getting money via that way. And everybody else is doing the old school Bob and Job kind of thing where they're all walking around to their nan saying, will you sponsor me for this football game? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? As far as we understand, unless just giving it has made it up north and I'm just working with a load of people who don't know what the internet is. I don't but know. 
to put it out there, Dan Fudge's Just Giving link is justgiving.com forward slash Dan hyphen Fudge. So Dan dash Fudge. There you go. You can go and give some money. Yeah, whatever happened to the dash, by the way? When did we start calling it the hyphen? I didn't get that email. It was originally hyphen, and then lower class people started calling it the dash. At least I'm on your chuffing website, Fudge. It's a dash, isn't it? I didn't didn't know what... You know, I... It's I, just, I mean, it's I've just, just got internet myself. It's to, it's to help solve the confusion between dash and slash. You know, it's a oh, real is that problem. What it is? Yeah. Oh, I need to run off for a dash. Um, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> but no, if you if you do have a few shekels or two, and of course, please do um, search the the Reds versus Blues uh, charity game on uh, the internet as well. It is <sighs> going to be an absolutely fantastical day. So if you can get along, uh, please do so and, and cheer on, Mister Fudge. I think uh, uh, we need some Fudge chants for the day as well. So please do send in your suggestions. Pull uh, down your chants. Oh, oh, what the fucking hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> can we do? Can we have like you know like we used to do parodies for some of the players? Can we have one of them for me? You know what I mean? Like, I can't see if we're going with with your surname. Or being, You're just a shitly peacock. The best you'll get is fudge. Is that, really, is that really a surname? Yeah, I'll get that lot. <laughs> is it going to be written on the back of a shirt? We, no, we, these, we must I, make it happen. We'll, we'll get you a little sign to stick on the back there. Probably. The right. <laughs> I think if if you recall, if you recall fudge, um, I I I did come up with a song for you. I think it was it at Fulham away oh, last no. year. Uh, which you know, I got I got a good half dozen people joining in with. You know, we could try and get that one off the ground. Yeah, I mean, the Fulham fans were bloody joining in. I'm walking through bloody Putney, which, and I've got he should have been gay. He should have been gay. Dan Fudge, he should have been gay. Brilliant. <laughs> Cheers, cockiness. That's that all done and dusted then. Right. There you go, ladies and gents. <laughs> if you are attending, there's your song for Mr. Fudge. Um, right, then let's crack on, shall we? Next thing, uh, the Wednesday news. Of course, there was a rather special guest at the uh, the Ipswich Wednesday game. A uh, 101-year-old Jesse Webb um, attended that game, got to meet Carlos, etc., etc. His first game uh, at Hillsborough, bless him, was in 1924. Now, I've tried to do a little bit of research on the team from 1924, and even the internet can only spill up four names there for me. Um, so Wasn't Dan Fudge there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were singing about how oh, we should have been gay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think absolutely. I mean, how how amazing must I mean, we, we think that we're sort of grumpy old sods talking about the 90s and things, but um, obviously our parents talk about the 70s, etc., etc. et cetera. But imagine being able to talk about the, the 30s. What's your Wednesday? It's just flabbergasting, isn't it? It really, really is. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And, of course, we're one for the chap as well. So, brilliant. So, you see, now what needs to happen, obviously, James has got his trainers, um, Richie's got his pants, Fudge's got his various different haircuts that he wears for good luck. Um, and now we just need to make sure that Jesse gets to every game for the rest of the season on there for us. Brilliant. Running's done. Sorted. Next thing on the agenda, um, James, man of the year. I know this is one of your favourites, Albin. This is going to be... Man of the... I like it. It's quite profound, isn't it? Man of the year. <laughs> man of the year. As um... most other media outlets call it, player of the year. Yeah. But we, yeah. we don't subscribe to those stereotypes, do we, Jamesy? No. Oh, boy. Um... <laughs> yeah, so um, it, it's up and running, and um, it's interesting, this, isn't it? Because... It's not like a, a you know a one horse race as I think it you know it probably has been maybe not last season but for you know the seasons before basically it was Kieran Westwood or Chris Kirkland depending which one of them played the most games wasn't it um, you know we've we've not had um, a, a, a kind of like a genuine sort of race to be our man of the year for uh, for a while so 
it's interesting watching on on kind of social media people discussing it um, today, uh, people tweeting who they're going to vote for. It looks like Sam Hutchinson and Ross Wallace seems to be the uh, the two front runners. Um, I am definitely Team Hutch on this one. He's got my vote, uh, but it is going to be it's going to be interesting to see who wins. Yeah, he's, Hutch has had my vote in this one, and uh, one of the kids voted earlier. He's, he's he had Westwood down. So. Well, I, I was going to say because I think probably Lord H, you've probably gone for Westwood as well. Um, or George Hurst. But sandwiches for me, don't get me wrong, has been outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, but he's not played enough for me. I, I, I think that Westwood edges it over Hutchinson just on sheer games played. Mm. It is the most number of games in a season that Hutch has ever played in his career. Yeah, but it's still, what, 20? Still That's only nice. half a season, isn't it? More than that. I don't know. So it's something not going to Google a, a stat for us for me to be whingy on this and for that'd me be, to <laughs> That would be far, far, far too professional for this show to actually do some research before we did it. Um, <laughs> I, I think, uh, again, being the uh, the keeper lover I am, um, I, I, my vote goes to Westwood. It really, really does. I think he's just been outstanding. This is the first vote I've done that hasn't gone for, like, Irby Manuelson or <laughs> just for the lols. I think I thought, no, nah, do you know what? For man of the season, I'm going to have to put in some effort here. Well, it, I mean, it's it's difficult because I, I did have a bit of a, a tweet from um, uh, Mr. Gill, uh, obviously a friend of the show, uh, who said that Semedo is there um, on the list. And I was thinking, you know what, maybe uh, a cheeky little bit of a Semedo and just give him some, because uh, Semedo is going to be around about Don't the do for it. A while. No. Don't Andy. say it. Don't, do yeah. not go there. Don't go there. No one but, wants to think it. That's uh-huh. like... That's like having an elderly grandparent every <laughs> Christmas when they say, oh, you know, next year, well, I, I, next I, year I might not be here. I, I don't I, think Sweden's going to be dead. Um... <laughs> this evening, um, somebody I know is interviewing Samido for Saturday's programme, and that is one of his questions. Well, do you think this will be a last run-out? next year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be a uh... last run-out for Wednesday, pretty much, yeah. Oh, by the way, I owe you an apology, oh, James. Uh, I, I don't normally retract many, but uh, Sam Hutchinson has played 32 times this season. Yeah. And Barry yeah. Bannon has played more than Kieran Westwood, which I find astounding. Now. He's, uh, he's, he's done 44 to Westwood's 43. Is um, is is there, uh, and you, you're going to think I'm being stupid by saying this, is there a shout for Jordan Rhodes? On the basis that, I don't know if you saw this stat earlier on. Yes, since, I saw this stat, yeah. Since Jordan Rhodes joined yeah, us, We've not scored a single goal when he's not been on the pitch. We scored eleven goals through um, April, uh, and all eleven of, uh, eleven of them were while Jordan Rhodes was on the pitch, which is crazy. I want to see the same stat for New Hugh. I want to see that. I reckon it's exactly <laughs> let's, the same. Let, let's let's <laughs> not go there. Yeah, I can probably guess at that stat for you, Vic. You're not going to like <laughs> one one goal for Kosovo. <laughs> It doesn't matter. John Ross hasn't scored many goals. It's just the goals that have been scored whilst he's been on the pitch, which is... Exactly, my lord. It has to be said, an amazing start. It really, really is. The, the first, just to give a bit of a shout-out, the first person that I uh, I saw tweet that was was uh, Grant Roberts over there on Twitter. So uh, that was the first place I saw it. So it's been doing the rounds a bit on there as well. But no, it yeah, is an incredible start, isn't it? I love that. I love that, I love that um, Jordan Rhodes is like the blues player, where you have to listen for the notes that they don't play. So Jordan Rhodes is a striker... Uh, is getting kudos for the goals he's not scored. I, 
Well done. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's a bit like um, the discussions that we had last season when we, we went through a period of about, what, a month, a month and a half or so uh, before he came really good where there were people saying that Gary Hooper's a waste of space. Yeah. And then there were people, and no. I was one of them, saying that Gary Hooper's movement off the ball, what what he does, creates space for other people to score goals. And and Jordan yep. Rhodes is very similar. I, I, I can completely see how someone on paper would be able to say, well, Jordan Rhodes has been a flop at Sheffield Wednesday. He's only scored, what is it, three goals that he scored for us? Um, it might even be less than that. It might even be two. Um, and... You know, he, we, we signed him, you, you, you spend £10 million on a striker, you expect them to score goals. But the, the work rate that he's, he's put in, and I think we talked about this a couple of weeks, Fantastic he's, it, it, you know, the stats speak for themselves. The fact that he, during April, it was a goal every 33 minutes while he was on the pitch. That's just, that's an astonishing stat. Hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I had exactly the same conversation about Dave. Saying how wonderfully he uh, did his off the ball work, and everybody says, "Oh yeah, but he doesn't score goals." And there's a strike. No, no, no. You've mixed it up there, Lordy. No, no, I've not. That's exactly the same point. No, Gary Hooper and Jordan Rhodes. Jordan Rhodes do it very well. Attinu is just a big fat potato with deep set eyes that stare into your soul. Exactly, and he scares the chuff out of people. He absolutely destroys. We've seen him when he needs to score goals. No, no, no. When he needs, when he needs to score goals, he scores them. We saw him. He did it against Kosovo. There was no other striker in that team, so we thought, well, seems I'm here. I'll score a goal. It's it's only took you to one hour and two minutes of this cut. This, this, this pod. To start going a bit delusional. No, no, because you've been all right this week. It's exactly the same argument that I make about Dave that James has just made about Jordan Rhodes. I, I, I remember your argument about the Reading game when we should have whoop, whooped him. Oh, you know what? <laughs> We're going to have to have serious contract negotiations. Oh, we are. Back on this podcast. We will do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm going I'm to think people are going to start referring to Eddie as the Lewis McGugan of the podcast, aren't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eddie McGugan, I like that. <laughs> Sounds like he should be on a ski jump, um, which he quite often is. <laughs> Love it, brilliant. Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding, or anniversary, maybe you've passed your driving test, or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 054 or 01423 6121. Um, right then, ladies and gents. Uh, so let's uh, crack on with the, uh, the upcoming Fulham game. Obviously, we've had a little bit of a waffle about this, um, but... Again, down to the sort of brass tacks. Nail on the head. What do you guys want can, to see? Do you want can to I see? can I ask you a question, Lord Age? Fire away. Would you take a point? I, honestly, yes. No. Oh, come on. You, you you'd have me for this one if I said yes to that question. No football team should ever ever take a point, especially when we're in this wonderful position that we're in now. A lot of the other teams in this particular situation might say, yes, you know what? Play some of the subs. We'll take a point. But look at our subs bench. Look at it. We're bringing on Fessy and Jordan Rhodes. Last few games. We don't need to take a point. We can quite happily canter on with our beautiful, beautiful football that we're playing. And Fulham will probably want to take a point. I am fully expecting them to park the bus and take a point. 
because they're not going to want to get destroyed at Hillsborough for their playoff run. So I would be more than expecting Fulham to be happy to take a point. We don't need to. We could destroy them. The crowd alone, a sellout crowd, could blow the ball into the back of the net. We are going to be on fire at Hillsborough. And I think if we drub them 10-0... It just sort of uh, plants our flag in the ground before we move on to the playoffs, doesn't it? Do you know this, what, though? This... If we beat them 12-0, and I think Leeds have to win 4-0, is it? And then yeah, they're are, in the playoffs. So how good would it be <laughs> if we were winning 12-0 and Tom Lees just went, nah, fuck this, and just toe-poked <laughs> an own goal over the line? Just Wouldn't that just be genius? <laughs> but it, just, just tow it in. That's all we need, Tom. This is going to sound ridiculous, but this is literally the only fixture of the season where I would go, do you know what? Let's have a start with Jose Semedo. Let's get him out there. Uh, given the big rant well, I went on the other week. But get him out there. Play, you know, surely, like, surely there's got to be a call for Mr Hurst. Unfortunately, um, I, we did have the same discussion, but we did receive a tweet saying that uh, Mr Hurst has also tweeted because they also have yes. their playoff um, sort of uh, the day after our playoffs. So, unfortunately, um, it looks like Carlos is going to rest Mr Hurst for the Fulham game so he can play with the under-23s. Um, plus, and he can start at Wembley. Yeah, let's, let's face it. Mm. If if your if if young Mister Hurst played and stuck, let's say an average of eight past Fulham, then it's going to give Carlos a, a selection <laughs> headache for the, the actual playoff run as well, isn't he? You're uh, delusional again. Got enough of a headache. Listen, I've had that tattoo on my back. Trust me, that boy's going to be fantastic for us. Otherwise, mm. my back's going to look rather silly. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I honestly think that that we should play our game against Fulham. I think we should really plant our flag into the ground. Hillsborough is going to be immense, isn't it, on Sunday? It's going to be absolutely ridiculous. It, it, yeah, it, it will be. I think you know, it's going to be. It's kind of party time, isn't it? It's such a shame that it's a lunchtime kickoff because I think if it was if it was a normal three o'clock game uh, and everyone, you know, a, a lot of the a lot of the fans have had a few beers first, and um, you know, it'd be Honestly, just that really nice atmosphere. Uh, you bit, talking about lots of fans or just just yourself here, James? I'd just be in it's really, but just you know, me, you? yeah, you know, yeah. We, we can get an atmosphere going between the three of us. It'd be fine. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it will be, other. it will be, it will be, um, it will be kind of like party central, won't it? It'll be a really good atmosphere. Uh, you know, it it doesn't really matter what happens on the pitch, does it? You know, we know that we're we're, we're in the top five. Um, I, I, I imagine there'll be a lot of people tapping away on phones, working out the different permutations as the goals go in here, there, and everywhere. And uh, you know, we'll um, we'll see what happens. I think on that note as well, we have to say to everyone, please, 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 try and get along to the Riverside Cafe because it is going to be a party. It is like no matter what happens, it's going to be awesome. So please come along. We'll be there from probably half ten, eleven, half ten. Anyone? Well, I'm 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 going to be in the Newbarrack Tavern at eight o'clock. Oh God! Uh, and then heading over to uh, the Riverside about about ten. Yeah, I can only assume that you're going to be in the Newbarrack Tavern from eight o'clock because you've given so much advertising on this podcast when uh, we do have a paid sponsor on this podcast. That they're I'm, gonna I'm be just telling you like it is. Beer. If do you know what? If the Riverside Cafe was open at eight, I'd be in there. Um, but uh, but it doesn't. So yeah, that's my no, I, I basically I have a I have a problem. You know, I, I'm I'm honest I, and open about it. Uh, I need my first beer of the day at eight in the morning. Are you having a veg- are you having a vegetarian breakfast? I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I thought so. <laughs> or are you just taking some leafy salad in a green in a box? <laughs> <laughs> I just have two eggs. It's fine. <laughs> 
Um, right. Yeah, they're vegetarian eggs. They are vegetarian eggs, yeah. <laughs> like the vegetarian chip butter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. So after after obviously we've stuffed form, we'll be on to the playoffs, and and obviously we'll uh, we'll sort out all the ramifications of what happens on Sunday um, in uh, the next show as well. Um, right. So before we disappear, boys and girls, do you guys have any little bits for this evening? Uh, just one thing that I want to um, to mention, which is the news that broke actually on. Uh, Sunday afternoon, I was on um, a pub crawl with my workmates on Sunday afternoon uh, when um, Sheffield Wednesday confirmed the pricing for the home leg of the playoff game. So I sent them a very emotional tweet after I'd had a few beers just saying how amazing I think it is that they've stuck with the £20 pricing from last year. But I do, I think it's absolutely fantastic because, uh, you know, last, last year was just something a little bit special. And I kind of in my head sort of thought, they'll not do it again this year. It's going to be like 30 quid, maybe 35 or something. So the fact that it's £20 is superb. And can I also say how great it is that reaching the playoffs means that we have the return of the SWFC ticket with no S on the end (laughs) uh, Twitter account, which after a year of being dormant, has reappeared as amusing as it was a year ago. So whoever is responsible for that, thank you. My favourite one was someone kicking off that he could buy his tickets now because he had a season ticket, but what about his kids? They don't have a season ticket. And it just quoted them and said, well, time to choose, football or your children. as well that sent this this wonderfully sort of complicated message about he's he's been to eight games this season and he's got so many priority points and this this and this this and he said and, and when do I get my tickets and he just tweeted back saying I don't know <laughs> brilliant absolutely love the chap whoever that is I, I would thoroughly like to shake their hand it's absolutely hilarious do you know well the good thing about this ticket pricing as well is that everybody I've spoken to like I booked the tickets on uh, Monday yesterday. I bought the tickets for me, my mum, my dad, my other half. I was like, oh, I'll just go on and do it now. It's fine. And even people, and it wasn't just my dad, it's everybody who I've spoken to has gone, ain't that a good price though, eh? Wouldn't have expected that. And everyone seems to have forgotten that that's how much it was last season. We're all just so amazed at how cheap it is this season. I absolutely- it's, it's great. I absolutely saw this as an opportunity because I think 20 quid's great and it's costing a five for the kids, which is absolutely... It's a 30 quid for the three, which is brilliant. But I saw this as an opportunity to wind up my tight arse to brother uh, who <laughs> would whinge if he paid a pound... Ex- In fact, a few years ago, when his season ticket, when he charged you a pound to send it out, because he had to go and collect it, he asked for a pound refund on his season <laughs> ticket. That's how tight my brother is. Uh, and when he said they were going to put it in charity, he said, well, I'd like to have a choice to do that. But anyway, I wound him up, rang him up, told him a 50 quid, and the torrent of abuse <laughs> I got, and uh, and that he was never going to watch it, he wasn't going, etc. It was great. I, I, I let it roll for a short while until I, I told him I was winding him up. <laughs> you should have said, I'll buy you one for your Christmas box, and that would have just got you out of my Christmas as well. There, Rich, I'll be spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you guys have any other little bits for this evening? Speaking of uh, speaking of wind-ups, Lord H, uh, just flicking through my emails there, and uh, somebody has signed me up for singlemuslims.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, lads. <laughs> wasn't me. Someone subscribed oh, me bless. to the Simply Red newsletter a few years ago, and uh, <laughs> I never found out. I never found out who it was. <laughs> 
I love it. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I would like to stuff I'm going to sign you up to now, James. You're going to get free artificial grass every day of the week. (laughs) The worst thing about the Simply Red thing is this was the days before they had to have an unsubscribe link on. So there was nothing that I could do about it. I just had to sit as this bloody horrible ginger head popped up every day. So one um, one other quick thing from uh, me, which is, I don't know if you guys remember, I'm going back a couple of months ago or so when we were talking about a guy called Ian Tootill, who's uh, a Wednesday fan, um, lives down south. He um, he beat cancer a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, it's come back and it's terminal. Uh, and he wants to be uh, the first person with cancer who climbs Everest. Um, he posted his first update um, a few days ago where, <clears throat> excuse me, him and the guys that he's working with uh, have been, they've been acclimatizing for a month now where they kind of climb so far up, so far up and then come back down um, and it's working towards them getting ready for the final ascent which is going to be at the end of May so it's getting very very close um, I have to point out the fact that he'd set uh, a fundraising target of £29,100 uh, and Ian has now raised £31,387 so he's smashed his target Amazing. raising some seriously seriously good money for uh, Macmillan and he's well on track to achieve just what is a, a totally awesome goal um so uh best of luck to ian for the next few weeks as he gets ready for his big ascent and um i'll i'll keep you up to date with with how he gets on fantastic absolutely amazing um i just would like to give a little shout out for my my tweet of the week as well which i thought was absolutely well there's actually two i must admit uh, the first one was from from terry Rowe or at row underscore tweet over there on twitter who um He's rather well known for his uh, his work with Photoshop, shall we say. Um, so he popped a little tweet out um, after the game um, saying that, unfortunately, calendar has been cancelled this evening. Uh, and in its place, he had pasted in War of the Monster Trucks, which, of course, being Wednesday nights, we understand what that joke means. Because, as we said, Leeds didn't quite reach the playoffs, did they, boys and girls? And calendar have been known to be... Did, did, did you notice... Did you, did you notice... Isn't it Andy Rowe? Oh, I apologise. Sorry, don't give him the wrong name. You're giving did, him his first shout-out that he's deserved in ages. Did you notice that Look North, North actually replied to the tweet as well? Yes, that, that was the most hilarious part of it. Look North replied to Andy's tweet saying, Apologies, please do join us at um, 6.20. We'll have all of the region's news. We'll also have our engineers look into the error. <laughs> was a fantastic. I can only imagine that's some sort of twenty-year-old um, <laughs> chat that has no idea. It would have uh, been it would have been even better if somebody had hacked into Sky's uh, it, was, it was Sky's um, TV guide, wasn't it? Somebody had hacked into it and changed it. That would have been even funnier. It might have taken a little bit more technical nouns to hack into. Yes, I'm sure it's possible. <laughs> but it was a brilliant, brilliant tweet, and my hat off to the chap. It honestly made me lol immensely. Um, is the uh, is the same guy doing the the uh, look north? Is it the same guy that's doing the uh, the football highlights on Channel Five? Is it is is it the same geezer? Because uh, there didn't seem to be a mention of Sheffield Wednesday on uh, on Saturday. Did anybody see this? <laughs> There was very little, wasn't it? Very little indeed. Which is great, 
it's, again, I don't mind. Let us fly under the radar. Crouching tiger, hidden owl. It's going to be fantastic when we jump off out of there. It's going to be brilliant. Love it. Can't wait. Um, second tweet of the week, because it's been a very good tweet of the week this week, um, is for a chap. And originally, I didn't know who this was. Have you guys seen the picture of um, AJ um, sort of with his arms in the air and somebody's wonderfully photoshopped in a Wednesday scarf in there as well, which was hilarious. Made me laugh. So I just... Popped a little tweet out saying, um, oh, I was in this comedy genius. And we had reply from a chap on Twitter, um, at PhilCuts4, who just deserves a shout-out for that uh, that Photoshop work. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. How good was that? And, of course, massive congratulations to AJ as well, which is brilliant. You guys watched fight? I was there. You was there? I was there. You were there? Oh, no. Yeah, 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 I was Are there. Are you winding uh, me up? No, I was there. I um, got sat next oh. to an Aston Villa fan and uh, a couple of lads in front of me because I don't know if you realise this, but you know when you go to the pub when the football's on or you go to the pub when the rugby's on or you go to the pub when the boxing's on, in terms of... I'll I go to the, the pub if it's a day and then why for you, Fudgy Hill. Yeah, well, you know, I think the uh, ascendancy in what type of dickhead you get in the pub, uh, for me it goes football, rugby, boxing in terms of, you know... <laughs> who I don't want to drink with. Now, now for, you know, football, these are my people. I know they are. And I, I know we can be rowdy, but I know how to handle myself with these with these, with these, these dickheads. The, the second dickheads are, um, you know, rugby wankers, which are, which are, which are you know, a different type of pe- person for me. These are the ones that, you know, big posh snobs with plums in their mouths. And then, and then you've got your boxing fan. Now, I was surrounded by 90,000 of these people, and, oh, my life. You know, I wanted to be there. I wanted to suck it all in, and I wanted to absolutely just embrace it all. But, God almighty, it's grim. And they sing the Fernando Floristieri song for Anthony Joshua. Now, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but every other boxer in the world, I think it's Ricky Atten's fault, gets the, there's only one, insert boxer's name, there's only one, insert boxer's name, walking along, singing a song, walking in a, insert boxer's name, Wonderland. You know what I mean? <laughs> but whereas they, the, the AJ one uh, is um, is used for Fernando Forestieri. And I thought that he was just full of 90,000 Sheffield Wednesday fans over there who all got really drunk. And um, <laughs> and I got some uh, Carlisle fans talking about Gary Medine and his prison team. But did, uh, that was about it. We had a good day. Did, did you meet AJ, AJ at all, Fudge? I didn't oh, know. It's surprising, didn't Anyone cause... can hang out outside the English Institute <laughs> sport. Uh, uh, there was no hanging out. There was an invite. <laughs> it was an invite to hold his coat. Fudgy is treading on your toes, hoping. <laughs> I was going to say, AJ met me. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and again, just to sort of drag it back to the Wednesdays, if I may, for a moment or two. Uh, did you guys see, um, obviously, um, the the Instagram from, from Dave's account um, while they were travelling down? How weird is Barry Bannon? What a weirdo! What's he doing? What is he doing? He's just going, it's like it's like Dave and who is it like, in the middle? I forget Wallace. now. Wallace uh, in the Wallace. middle, like sat in the back of this cab, like yeah, we're on the way to the Anthony Joshua fight. Woo woo! Well, and then he just like, himself, it's like it's like he's on helium. Yeah, he's just kind of looking at his phone and going. That's it. That's it's it. not even a noise. <laughs> Love him, absolutely love him. Utterly, it was like he just got a like off of some dopey tart that he's followed on Instagram for about two years, and you know what I mean. And <laughs> he's just got a like back. Shaw's just followed him back. Yeah, and he's gone. <laughs> yes. 
Um, right then, ladies and gents, that's going to bring us to an end of this week's proceedings. Victoria, my darling, if people want to get all of you over there on the interwebs, where can we do that? Uh, you can find me at Victoria1867 on the Twitter, my lord. Fantastical. Uh, Mr. Fudge, old Bean, if people want to uh, not just follow you, but find out where to throw their shekels for your charity earnings, where can we do that, old boy? I'm uh, I'm at Dan Fudge on the on the Twitterings, and uh, you'll probably find me in a gym in Southampton, you know, singing along <laughs> to the Tiger this next month. <laughs> Mr. Davies, old boy, if people want to find you over there on the online edge, where can we do that? You you can find me uh, stalking around the EIS for the next uh, <laughs> next few months at seven fifteen every morning, uh, <laughs> and uh, you can also find me at Dicky Owl on Twitter. Fantastic. Mr. Marriott, old boy, where can people find you over there on the online? Uh, on Twitter, at James Marriott, or in various and many pubs on Sunday. Fantastic. Of course, if you'd like to find me over there on the Tinterwebs, you can do that at Lord H. That's L0RD underscore H. You can also follow the podcast at TWWcast as well. And of course, find us in all the usual places on the YouTubes, on the Facebooks, and everywhere else you can find that kind of thing as well. Ladies and gents, it has been a pleasure as always. Enjoy the film game. Never mind these two Marty asses on here. Go. Have ah, fun. Shout for the team. Enjoy yourselves. It's a wonderful, wonderful time to be a Wednesday night, no matter what anybody says. Be good. Be safe. And we shall see you real soon. <laughs> It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for more information. See you later! This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.